Welcome everybody to another episode of Gorilla Gospel. We're going to come straight out of the Bible and it says, Let those who delight in my righteousness shout for joy and be glad and say evermore, Great is the Lord who delights in the welfare of his servants. And we're going to uh, piggyback off of that by telling you that, you know, only God has the power to defeat your enemies, not you. All right? And this is how. It says, turn away from evil and do good. So shall you dwell forever. For the Lord loves justice. He will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever. But the children of the wicked shall be cut off. Talking about people who serve two masters. Talking about the, 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 the backslider. This got nothing to do with a lot of people that's caught up in these sins. Our job is to get you from that before it gets you. Your, your own sin to cut you down. It says the righteous shall inherit the land and dwell upon it forever. Okay? The mouth of the righteous utter wisdom, and his tongue speaks justice. These are the ways of possessing the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Uh, strength. His power. Because... Man cannot do it alone. They think they can, but it says this also. It says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not, fret not yourselves over the one who prosper in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. All right? You can't be taken away as a man of God. How how can come on right? You practice what you practice, I practice what I practice. One of us, you know, your job is to kill. My job is to set free and help you live. You know, we was talking about that vice versa yesterday when my man would say that the devil's trying to keep me alive, God is trying to kill me. It's his vice versa. When the man is telling you that God is trying to kill your flesh, he's trying to kill the old you. The devil's trying to keep that old dude alive, that evilness alive, trying to kill you. He, he's trying to kill you by keeping you alive. God's trying to, you know what I'm saying, bring you back to life by killing you. And I mean, I can't be overtaken by what I'm up against. By none of the things that I'm up against, whether it's lust or greed or jealousy or pride or all that stuff, I can't be taken over by these things. If my brother is caught up over these things, my job is to help preach him out of this. But if he's too stubborn to realize that you're sabotaging the work you're supposed to be doing, you're sabotaging your whole, you know what I'm saying? Your whole soul, man. The only thing I could do is go by the Bible of what it says to do with those brothers 
that are in the deal. I mean, come on, right? If if I was in any kind of evil game, if I was in some kind of brotherhood, so to speak, and I came through the through the brotherhood sabotaging it, what would you do with me if you found out? Right. If I was infiltrating to allow the enemy to come in and take over the whole brotherhood, <clears throat> what would you do with me? Right. And this is what it says in the Bible. It says, remove that person. And I mean, you could get mad at me from saying what the Bible says, and that just goes to show that you are a demon. <clears throat> Instead of you uh, wising up <clears throat> that you are doing exactly what the Bible says not to do that will cause for you and everybody that's with you to be cast out. See, but I can't be overtaken by this because I see them prospering in ways of their own. Okay, so what? It says that also in the Bible that bread, stolen bread is sweet in the beginning, but in the end, it turns into gravel. I mean, every dog has their day. If you, if you take, if, you know, and look at it, every dog has their day. When it comes to a lot of these these past these pastors and preachers and everything, they get caught up in a bad way, bro. The Bible explains that that's what God would do, hand you over. Cause I mean, come on, right? Let's look at the vice versa part of this again. We got gang banging, right? But you think gang banging? You think Bloods and Crips are actually the first gang? In America or in this world as a matter of fact in the Bible Jesus is the first one to put together a game in the Bible when it comes to disciples now other people they came because it says that when they wanted to kill Jesus there was one of them who was a lawyer. He said, nah, don't kill him. You, you know what happens when you do that? He said, if anything, if this dude ain't what he said he is, you know what I'm saying? He gonna wind up getting caught up by his own words. He said, because you, don't you remember the one who, uh, who took away, you know, so many people? You think that Kool-Aid dude, you think that dude who made him drink Kool-Aid was the first one to do this? Nah, in the Bible, it, it, it explains how they will manipulate you, take you off, and then have everybody either scattered or, 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 or massacred. So, I mean, you know, people that practice stuff that says, that does the opposite of what it says, that's vice versa. So, I mean, you know, You have it to where, you know, Jesus was the first one to, to, to start a gang up. And I mean, you know, you got the Crips and the Bloods. And I mean, 
what was the KKK if they wasn't doing exactly what the Crips and Bloods are doing? Did not the KKK do drive-bys? You, you know, drive-bys were not invented by the Crips and Bloods. Okay? So let's get that straight. You know what I'm saying? Just like burning a cross on your lawn and all that type of stuff. You know, when I, when I did my research about the KKK and the great practices, come to find out burning a cross, the burning of a cross, they say, and uh, you know what I'm saying, don't, yeah, you can quote them. They say that they, the reason they burn a cross is so that Jesus can uh, find his way back to earth, right? I'm serious, it's in documentary, I've I seen it, but you know, they got stupid that's out there that would definitely get a whiff of it instead of actually hearing it from the horse's mouth, they'll go to the computer. And yeah, the computer gonna uh, try to sugarcoat it and say otherwise, but you ain't, you ain't sit through a, a history class, dude, and look at things. Everybody look at the internet instead of going to actually to a class to to see it in black and white and hear from the horse's mouth. But, I mean, the burning of a cross is to give Jesus guidance so he could see his way back to earth. Ain't that something? Now, this is this is their their way of saying we don't really respect Jesus. We don't, we don't, you know, we'll set the cross on fire. This is a, you know, this is a symbolic way of, of saying that, you know what I'm saying? We'll destroy Jesus again if he come back. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Who makes you think he needs your help to see? So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's mispracticing of these people that wants to follow Jesus, that put themselves in a cult to hate each other, who follows Jesus. You follow Jesus, but you, you shot a man dead from doing a million man's march. And not only that, but you killed a lot of other innocent people who, who followed that man. When you following Jesus, I don't think Jesus was set to shooting people houses up who believed in him. I don't think Jesus was set into raping and killing little kids either that believed in him. So what other purpose would it be that you would actually burn a cross? If you vice versa, the whole reason why you believe in Jesus. So that's some, that goes some uh, brain food, which you might want to call it, some breakfast, your cup of joe, all that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Don't be so easy to fall into these traps. My Caucasian brothers are, they are actually prisoners to this type of pres uh, preaching. This practice, 
there are a bunch of them that are prisoners to it. Uh, mentally, they have been, you know, raised up in this type of hatred to where if they don't follow alone, they get punished for it. That's how you know it's evil. Ain't nobody born evil. You're taught it. That's why it says you're born in sin. You're not born of it. You're born in it, which means you're going to be in some sin. You're going to learn some things. And most likely, you're going to get captivated by it. And it all starts from a childhood. Once you grow up, you have the manpower to say, man, I didn't never, I never did like that. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to start over. But here's where you can't be scarred by the word of God, by people who, are, who misled you. Like Jesus said, they will come in my name and mislead you. You have to start all over from Jesus and go get baptized from whatever you got caught up in. Get that repentance. Then start following in your own way. Learning your own, you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, they have a, a, a dude up there, he says, uh, his name Puddle of Mud. And he say, you know, make up your own ending. And, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a powerful song, man. It's a powerful statement. Make up your own ending of how you believe in God and how you follow Jesus. If it's conniving and all that type of stuff, trust me, it's not of God. It's not of Jesus. If it's conniving. As, as Jesus demonstrated that with his own disciples when he told them. Man, you don't know what spirit you're following. All right? I come to save the world, not condemn them. This is the spirit you're following. If you're taking up the cross to follow Jesus, this is what we're coming to do. God, on the other hand, has his own portion, his own people that he saved for wrath. The host of God is different from the Son of God. And, and I mean, you just, you have to deal with it like that. All right? This is your life. You either change it or you remain the same.